push the red. Please make sure we're recording this it time. Is re- it is. Don't touch anything. <laughs> too, too late. Right. Things are moving. Hey, Dave. Hi, Holly. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. How are you? I am wonderful because it's that time of season. We're done with things. We're done with Halloween. We've eaten all. Have you finished up all your Halloween candy? No, I'm trying to pace myself. Really? Yes. You pace yourself throughout uh, November? Well, I'll maybe I- eat 10 in a day, 10 pieces or 15 or 20 pieces in a day. <sighs> and then I have to moly. skip the next day. What is a? <laughs> That's pacing myself. What's a piece? Well, like a, we want minis this year, mini minis, like not just your regular minis, but they feel really small. Okay, <laughs> so, sure. So therefore I can eat 20. Okay. We so, have Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, Crackle, Kit Kat, Milk Duds, and Heath Bars. Ugh. It was a mix in this one bag. Well, we had three trick-or-treaters. So is there nothing but Heath? Oh, no. <laughs> so a whole bag of candy to eat, 170 pieces. And there's nothing but Heath Bars left. I love Heath bars. Really? Oh my god, they're so good! Like toffee, toffee crunch. Ugh. Oh, it sticks to your. It's no, it's crunch. Yeah, it stays in your teeth for oh, a while, it's... but that's a small price to pay. <laughs> I just went to the dentist, and uh, she gave me a mouthful, literally. Like, uh, oh, oh well, all right. Well, if you don't want to keep these teeth, then uh, just keep doing what you're doing. Well, I help you out with the candy if you want. Even if it's chewy. Still, okay, so enough uh, with Halloween. Welcome I, to what difference does it make? Yes, welcome. So, what happens after Halloween? Our next holiday would be Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. So. And chock full of music, Thanksgiving. Yeah. Is it? You think? I don't, no, not necessarily. No. I did kind of a cheat, sort of, for finding songs that mean a lot to me. Oh. What? Don't owe me. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I, I knew. So, uh, kind of my cheat is I, I went to, I, I took a went to the movies and so there's a lot of thanksgiving themed movies that uh, were songs meant something to me not necessarily from the 80s some kind of tied into the 80s i think that was the assignment find some songs doesn't necessarily need to be from the 80s but something that means something to you right so we're veering from the 80s today and i didn't i know you said that but i didn't i really went with the thank you songs so they're not so they're songs that i love but it's not that they mean so much to me okay except for one of them okay great Okay. But they're songs I love. Uh, I love songs, but they're all really thank you themed. Okay. Thank you themed songs. <laughs> now I'm curious. I can, uh, as I'm thinking. Oh, they're all pretty obvious. They're not obvious. In they the... are. <laughs> okay. You want to go first? No, I want to hear a thank you song. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> whenever we do our favorites, I can never decide if I should go from my least favorite to my most favorite or my most favorite to my least favorite. So I'm kind of mixing it up, but I'm starting with my favorite of these thank you songs. That's a good place to start. Okay. (laughs) Thank you for doing this. Yes. Well, thank you for the assignment. I am going with Sly Stone. Oh. Which I thought was obvious, but I guess not based on your response. Thank you for letting me be myself again. Mm -hmm. So do you know the song well? I do know the song, but please (laughs) tell me why this is something you chose. Well, I just love the song. I love it's it's funky. It's Sly Stone. It has a message, you know, that's a, you know, his band was pretty integrated and, you know, they really went with racial harmony. Um, but with this song, Sly Stone thought that message was getting lost. So the lyrics are he, he said, which I, I kind of tried to read the lyrics after uh, more detailed after I read Uh, some of his feelings about this and he said he feels the lyrics are scathing and mostly directed at himself 
I didn't find I don't find them to be that way. But then he he feels that people listening to it, to the song lost the message because the groove was so powerful. most interesting and you would think because I have loved the song for a long time that I would have known this you know that so thank you for letting me be myself again Mm -hmm. so for letting me be myself again is the like the subtitle it's in parentheses right do you know what it is that it's not actually for letting me be myself again it's not that it's spelled for letting me f-a-l-e-t-t-i-n me i-n-m-e be mice m-i-c-e elf e-l-f again a-g-i-n Okay. Right. So you got that. Did you oh, know yeah. that? Oh, I did know that. Okay. I knew, yeah, I knew this spell because I I work for a radio station and you have to type in all the music. You That was one of the songs you typed in. So, okay. So, so of course you knew this. I never had to do that. But what I did find out about that, it's called Amanda Green. I don't know what that is. Amanda Green is a mishearing or misinterpretation of a phrase as a result of a near homophony, like a homophone but in a way that gives it a new meaning. So monogreens are created by a person listening to a poem or a song. And if you're unable to hear clearly the lyric or the words in the poem, you substitute words that sound similar and make some kind of sense, which we all do that when we're listening to songs and we don't know the words. But that's what he did with this. So there was a writer in 1954, Sylvia Wright, who coined this term, Mondegreen. She wrote it about how, as a girl, she misheard the lyric and laid him on the green. It was in a Scottish ballad. Mm-hmm. She heard it as Lady Mondegreen. So now these things are called Mondegreens. Okay. Does that make sense to you? Yes. I thought that was really interesting. All these years I've loved the song. I did not know the quote unquote subtitle so was, just, was not just, for letting me be myself again. So it's just like misheard lyrics. It's like. Exactly. Excuse me while I kiss this guy. Yes. <laughs> kiss like, this guy. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So it's kind of like that thing. Slystone played Coachella once. He's slightly crazy and he's, you know, he's yeah. kind of mysterious or he hasn't, he disappears and then you never see him again in, for years. I don't know what's going on with him, but I remember this one time he was supposed to play Coachella and the band was there. Sly doesn't, he doesn't show up for like half an hour after, you know, the band is playing and I can't remember the full story of Sly, but it was tough watching a little bit. The band jam for a half hour before he shows up. The family stones trying to hold it all together. And then he comes on stage and he's got issues and I don't know, it's tough. He's so talented and, but uh, you know, he's got, he's still got some, some issues still. Like an Axl Rose kind of thing. A little bit, but yeah, Maybe still less like angry. It, yeah, yeah. If Axel was still crazy and didn't real, you know, 
if Sly knew that there was a lot of money out there for him to, to perform, he, he might be able to get it together. More together, a, a, yeah. Apparently, because Axel got it together now. And, yeah, when he realized. <laughs> yeah, oh, sure. He goes on stage on time. Yeah, yeah. let's get the band back together and let's play. Because yeah. a lot of people want to see this and we'll pay a lot of money for it. But yeah, Sly is one of those guys where kind of mysterious. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean that he is interesting. The mis- he, in the mister in the mysteriousness. Yeah, yeah. All the those songs were great. I love all the the Family Stone songs. I and, love this. I love funk. <laughs> the more funky than Thanksgiving. <laughs> you think? Well, but, if you're playing, thank you for letting me be myself yeah, on Thanksgiving. That is one of my favorite thank you songs. Another one is coming next. All right, but I, after you, please go. I'm going with the movie theme and the. Um, I like that. All right, the movie I play every Thanksgiving is because it was a it's a concert film. And it was recorded on Thanksgiving Day in 1976. This is uh, The Last Waltz <gasps> with the band. Oh, very good. It's just the greatest show of all time. It's, you know, there's Eric Clapton, there, there's Bob Dylan, there's Ringo Starr, Van Morrison. They're all saying goodbye to the, the band, decided to disband, pack, pa- pack it up after 17 years, some odd years together. So they put up together this farewell concert and it was filmed by Martin Scorsese. And I just love every minute of it. Joni Mitchell's in it too. Yeah, I love her so much. She sings Coyote in the movie, which is great. No regrets, Coyote. We just come from such different sets of circumstance. I'm up all night in the studios and you're early on your ranch. You'll be brushing out a broodmare's tail while the sun is ascending. And I'll just be getting home with my real to real. There's no comprehending just how close to the bone and the skin and the eyes and the lips you can get. And still feel so alone. Still feel related Like stations in some relay You're not a, a hit and run driver No, no Racing away You just pick up a hitcher Prisoner of the white lines On the freeway It was on Thanksgiving Day For I don't know how much the charge was It was maybe like 20 bucks, 25 bucks You got a Thanksgiving dinner there was ballroom dancing before the show, and then and then the show starts. You know, about nine o'clock, and the show went on till like three in the morning, That's something so like cool. that. So, so it's all condensed into uh, this amazing film. You know, the interspersed band interviews, and there's some studio performances of, of them. There, Emmy Lou does some great performances outside of the the concert. It's all these classic rockers, and they're in their thirties, so they're still pretty vivacious and and just have so much energy. The, you know, Van Morrison singing Caravan and he's like kicking into the air. It, you know, it's just like he's got so much energy. Like, you know, you I've seen Van Morrison now. He is not moving around too much no. or he just he does what he it's does. A little older. A little bit old. Yeah, they're all older. So it's nice to see these guys in their prime and they're just kind of full of themselves. Neil Young is is in it too. Neil Diamond is in it. Fit the pe- bill. Pe- people thought that Neil Diamond shouldn't really, wasn't really Aww. belong. In, you know, he was of the 60s. He's this old man. What is he doing there? He's like almost 40. He shouldn't be here. <laughs> so Robbie Robertson produced Beautiful Noise. So that's why he was invited. Oh, Okay. Neil Diamond saying, dry your eyes at the show. And then he left. And then supposedly, as he's walking backstage, he 
passes Bob Dylan. And I don't know whether he says it tongue in cheek or anything, but he's like, ah, top that. And so Dylan's like, well, then what do I need to do? Stay awake? So, you know, and I don't know whether it was tongue in cheek or anything, but it was just kind of like, oh, that's kind of funny. So there was that. And, you know, there's all these supposedly during Neil Young's performance, there was a little bit of cocaine that was noticed. So there was a lot of fun going on because it was 1976. I pick a song every year <laughs> that I love but this I thought the best one would be Forever Young the the Bob Dylan song just because it fits with the, the thing of being thankful for everything you have kind of and just good. just a way to, to live your life may God bless and keep you on way may your wishes all come true may you always do for others and let others do for you. May you build a ladder to the stars. Climb on every rung, and may you stay. Dylan is great in this. He's just, he doesn't play the guitar anymore. So it's great. You know, he's on, he's got the guitar. He's got this like fedora hat he's wearing. He's got the scraggly hair and he's, you know, smiling a little bit and just kind of, he played with the band. So, you know, watching, you know, Robbie Robertson takes a guitar solo. It's just amazing. And Dylan's just putting his all into it. Yes. It's a great reason to be thankful to be forever young. We're trying to live that way. And the last waltz is a movie that everyone should see. You should play it every Thanksgiving. And as it, okay. as the first thing you see on the film is play this film loud is what it says. So watch it and play it loud. You don't have to twist my arm to see this film as you do some of the others. Oh, okay, good. Do I, you have it? Have you, I, have you seen the movie? No, I know I've seen bits and pieces because, again, you old hippie. My parents turned me on to this, you know, all those yeah. artists and bands. And they, that's one of their favorite movies. Yes. So yeah. I've seen bits and pieces, but not I don't own it. But I will watch it. Yes, I own a copy of it. I've got the uh, four CD set, the <laughs> box set yeah. of it. It's nice to just to revisit that film every year and to listen to that music because it's just it's classic. Okay, and I it's will. What, that's Thanksgiving. Okay, good choice. Very good choice. All right, Holly, step up to the plate. What do you got? Do you like Alanis Morissette? I do like Alanis Morissette. Yeah, she's. Oh, she... are you going to pick you out of no? No, I'm picking. Wait, thank you... you. What? <laughs> Oh, I guess you knew that. Are you being sarcastic? No. Me? Sarcastic? What? I'm sorry. I'm going to edit this out because that's horrible. (laughs) I happen to be a huge Alanis Morissette fan. First moment I heard, you ought to know. I specifically did not pick Thank You because I had a feeling that would be one that you would pick. Yes. All right. So you picked Thank You by Alanis Morissette. I did. This is not off her first album. No, this is is off Supposed Former Infatuation Junkie. And yeah, it was a big... People were were waiting intently the three years to see if anything she would do next would rival Jagged Little Pill. I happen to really like the album Supposed Former Infatuation Junkie. Do you know what it's about? I think she took these three years to just kind of rediscover herself or something, wasn't it? And isn't that what this is about? Yeah, pretty simple, actually. There's no deep hidden meaning. I had originally thought that, you know, because she had gone to India and Mm -hmm. she does thank India in the song. I had originally heard that. She was thank that the whole song was about that trip to India. She had a lot of conflicting feelings after the success of Jagged Little Pill. 
She said, I felt I lived in a culture that told me I had to consistently and constantly look outside myself to feel this elusive bliss. And I achieved a lot of what society had told me to achieve, and I still didn't feel peaceful. So I started questioning everything and realized that actually everything was an illusion. It was scary for me because I had believed everything I believed in was dissolving in front of me. She wrote, thank you, because she wanted to express how exciting it was and how scary it was and all these opportunities. She had all these opportunities to define who she was. How about them trying to spare untangling carrots? How about that ever elusive good Thank you, India. Thank you, Tabor. Thank you, remember the video no she's naked roaming the streets with her yes. hair covering <laughs> now, I, now i do yeah mm. she said they were on the street it was shot in downtown la over two nights but she said she had to use a little bit of latex so i wouldn't get arrested because apparently if you're fully naked on the street anywhere in america you risk that mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah she was it was four in the morning so she was empowered that year she was nominated for a Grammy for Best Female Pop Vocal, but lost to, do you know who she lost to? No. Sarah McLaughlin, I Will Remember You. So sad. That yeah. song with the pets. And the, isn't it? I remember. Oh, yes. that was that? That's, that's that song. Oh, okay. Well, no, that's, I guess the that's sentimental. How, see, that's how we remember that song now. That's, I'm sure it did very well for Sarah. Yeah. Well, it did. I, she won the Grammy. Yeah. That was during Lilith Fair, so there was all... Like the these are like Lilith Fair type artists. I think both Alanis and Sarah played that that concert. Did you go? Were you I didn't. There? I never saw Lilith Fair. Oh, okay. You? No, I never went to that. Seems like a Dave kind of show. Probably was, but I did not go. I did. I never heard this. There were two Weird Al did a spoof on it called Fast Food. Jimmy Fallon did a parody on a Weekend Update talking about his, his being grateful for all the different types of candy. How about many candy bars? Aren't they moronic? How about cheap people that give you bags of pennies? Yeah. Thank you, Mike and Ike. 
Thank you, candy corn. Thank you. Thank you, Smarties. There you go. There's your Thanksgiving Halloween yeah. mix yeah. right there. There you go. So, yes, big fan. I don't even remember a time since then that I was bowled over by a song as much as, or a whole album as Jagged Little Pill. But mm-hmm. hearing you ought to know changed my world. Really? Yes. All right, so, so so five years from now, after we're done talking about the 80s. We'll get into some we'll Alanis. Get into some Alanis. Yes. Nice. Well, this seems like a good time as any to take a break, so let's stop it right here. back here we go yeah so go give me give me another favorite all right okay. i don't know if this necessarily means a lot to me but then never mind but no every thanksgiving radio stations play this song and it's like 20 minutes long and it really has nothing to do with thanksgiving no if it's not rush or yes in a 20 minute song i have oh, no okay. idea what song it's, it is it's mainly just this Stairway guy heaven. this guy telling a story alice's restaurant by arlo guthrie oh check you you're all hippie today. It's super, yeah. Well, we're going hippie theme, yeah. <laughs> what year was this? It came in on 67. Yeah. And it's Arlo Guthrie. And it has nothing to do with really Alice's Restaurant or with Thanksgiving, but it mentions both <laughs> of those. And for some reason, radio picks up on that. And every Thanksgiving at noon, if you listen to a classic rock or a public radio station, they will play this 20-minute song because nobody's listening, I guess. And we can, we can play this 20-minute song. <laughs> Hmm. Do you know Alice's Restaurant? Do you know like what he's talking about? I don't. I remember the song because, again, another one my my hippie parents turned me on to. All right. So they probably sat you down every Thanksgiving and and played you this song. No? Oh, gather the kids around. Okay, do tell. (laughs) Tell me a little bit about Alice's Restaurant. Well, I can't tell you much about it. Well, you could sing the the chorus. You can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant. I probably could sing it, but I won't. Okay. Walk right in around the back, just a half mile from the railroad track. You can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant. That's all he sings. And then he starts telling a story. Now, it all started two Thanksgivings ago. It was on two years ago on Thanksgiving when my friend and I went up to visit Alice at the restaurant. But Alice doesn't live in the restaurant. She lives in the church nearby the restaurant in the bell tower with her husband Ray and Fotch as a dog. And living in the bell tower like that, they got a lot of room downstairs where the pews used to be. And Having all that room, seeing as how they took out all the pews, they decided that they didn't have to take out their garbage for a long time. We got up there, we found all the garbage in there, and we decided it'd be a friendly gesture for us to take the garbage down to the city dump. So we took the half a ton of garbage, put it in the back of a red VW microbus, took shovels and rakes and implements of destruction, and headed on toward the city dump. It, it's mainly about trash, really. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> they go to Alice's restaurant. They're dumping out. The, they want to like get rid of all the trash at the restaurant. So they put the trash in their microvan and they drive away. They notice a cliff. There's some other trash down there. So they're like, oh, well, we'll just throw the trash down there. So they throw the trash down there. The police catch him and he gets arrested. But when it comes time for Vietnam, he has a criminal record. 
So he can't go to Vietnam because he oh. because of this criminal record he has. Was he high when he wrote this? Yeah, pretty much. Well, they're, actually, it's called Alice's Restaurant Massacre. Not necessarily massacre, but I think it's not as violent as a massacre. So he called it the massacre. I, I don't know what's going on there. I mean, it's yeah. kind of like an anti-Vietnam, yeah. you know, being a hippie, jumping in your Volkswagen and doing whatever you want to do, man. It was actually became a, a movie in 1969 and Arthur Guthrie played a part in it too. Just based on this, the whole song, this 20 minute song of, you know, going to the restaurant during Thanksgiving and throwing trash away in, in your micro van. That's really funny. I always thought the new, I don't remember. I mean, I remember the movie. I remember that there was a movie, yeah. but I would have assumed the movie came that the song was written for the movie, but the movie was based on the song you're telling me. Correct. Yeah, Great. this is based on a true story-ish, I think. It's kind of uh, something huh. that actually happened to Arlo. It was some guy heard the song and was like, well, this is a movie right here. It practically writes itself. <laughs> so I've never seen the film. I'm sure it's spectacularly hippie-ish. 60s. 60s, yeah. Spectacularly 60s. Yeah, so maybe uh, I might, maybe during Thanksgiving, maybe I'll watch that. I'll put it right behind the last waltz. (laughs) Watch the last waltz first. All right, give me something good instead of this hippie thing. I'm doing another thank you song, a literal thank you song. All right. Yeah, that's right. This is thank you song number three. Yep. All right. Thank you for being a friend. I, uh, Andrew Gold. Andrew Gold. Well, written by Andrew Gold, but I, I actually i am going to pick the version from The Golden Girls. Of course you are. <laughs> Greatest show of all time. Yes. Well, Andrew Gold wrote the song, yes, and he, he said it was the quintessential Southern California sound of the late 70s. He said he was in his Brian Wilson phase when he wrote it. <laughs> mm. Sitting in a sandbox and thinking about surf. Wait, that's... No, Brian, Brian Wilson famously, when he was going crazy, it was just like sitting yeah. in a sandbox and, you know... And I'm yeah, sorry takes to bring you on a whole other path. Yeah, I'm sorry. Let's go down. Our, why, why are we thankful for this? I just like the song. It's, I just, it's catchy for the Golden Girls. They had a woman sing it. Do you remember from the Golden Girls? Yes, but I don't know who sings that. Her name is Cindy Fee, and she was a jingle singer. She was the voice behind the Hoover vacuum cleaner and Pontiac cars and Wheaties. It's amazing once you get typecast as something. Yes. There you go. We, yeah. need, we need a Cindy Fee type. She oh, she great. actually was the jingle singer, it wasn't? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I thought that so, that's really cool. What a, what a score for her! Thank you for being a friend. Travel down the road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. And if you threw a party, invited everyone you knew. You would see the big. Which still is still playing on Hulu. You can watch it all anytime you yes. want. The lyrics are about a friendship that endures into old age, which of course is appropriate for the show. When we both get older, with walking canes and hair of gray, have no fear. Even though it's hard to hear, I will stand real close and say thank you for being a friend. It actually, made me cry when I was reading the lyrics. There you go, and that's probably for that line specifically. That's why it was included. But they chose that for exactly. the Golden Girls, the gray-haired ladies. Or the white-haired ladies. Who was your favorite golden girl? Who do you relate oh. to? I mean, Estelle Getty is hilarious, but probably Maude. I know she Maude. was Maude on the show, but <laughs> yes. B. Arthur. Yes. That's who you. 
Yeah, I don't know. I like them all. They're Actually, all pretty I, sassy. I think weren't B and Estelle like about the same age? Yeah, but Estelle played them on. They were right. very close in age. I remember that. Yeah. Uh, so you weren't a Betty White type. I mean, I like Betty White. Well, See, you, it's hard to pick. I can't say who, who I relate to most. I mean, you know, it's like it's kind of like picking to... your friends. Who who was your favorite exactly. friend? <laughs> who's, who's your it's friend? It's hard to say. I think. Are you a Monica? Are you? I think I'm a. Uh, <laughs> I like to, to think I'm an again. amalgamation of friends okay. the, of the boys and girls together. Oh, okay. Yeah. Same with the Golden Girls. A little bit. Yes. A little bit sassy. Comic wits. Dry sarcasm. Exactly. Uh, okay. I mean, it's a good. I think it's a good mix. Well, that's why it I think works. It makes a good show. Yes, exactly. You get five talented actresses. You put them together. Give them something clever to say, and boom. Well, it was six on Friends. And then you know, of course, there's Marcel. So he was what's what's Friends he with that count. one? He was a recurring character. <laughs> or what about Gunther? Gunther. So anyway, thank you for being a friend. Andrew Gold, 1978. Very nice. I love that. This is my other movie that I watch every year during Thanksgiving time. It is Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. John Hughes. Oh, very good. Good yes, choice. Because, yeah, it's John Candy, Steve Martin, Thanksgiving holiday. They just want to get home. Or Steve Martin wants to get home. And John Candy has other things going on. And hilarity just- ensues. Yeah, you expect it to be hilarious, and it, and it was because it's John Candy and, and Steve Martin, but it's also kind of sad. Yes, very poignant. And yeah. yeah, well, John Hughes was kind of good at that. Like, you know, yeah. you have your funny moments, but then, you know, there's also some underlying uh, themes yeah. going on there. But going to the comedic route, one of my favorite scenes is when John Candy is in the car and Steve Martin is asleep, and John Candy turns on the radio, and Ray Charles mess around is playing on the radio. <laughs> And this is a song that he loves, that John Candy clearly loves. And in between driving is just kind of secondary to him because he's got a smoke. He's smoking and he's playing the keyboards on the dash. And then he's also singing and not really paying attention to what's going on. It just leads to insanity, to one of my favorite moments in the movie. It all starts with the song uh, Mess Around. So when I hear Mess Around, I think of John Candy. Very thankful that we had have John Candy for this movie, and he's one of my favorite comedic actors. So that's uh, that's why I chose that. You're digging deep for this. I'm. Well, I'm not appreciate that. (laughs) No, not digging deep as in you know struggle, but you those are really are meaningful for some reason. Mine are just your basic thank you songs. Oh, okay. Well, and actually, (laughs) Plain Street Automobiles came out in the '80s, so boom. There's your connection. There's your connection. Even though, yeah, Rach, that was from the '60s. Mess around. Do you watch that movie? I haven't watched it since the first time I saw it in Ah. the theater. Well, I, I have a copy of it. You can you can borrow that. Actually, this is the season of Thanksgiving, so I'll probably... You won't be letting me borrow it, but I can probably stream it. You can. You should. It's so... Okay. It's still funny and... It's got to get in line behind the last waltz. I love it. I love that movie. So there you go. There's my Thanksgiving Good. song. I, and so, I, so thank you for I letting like me that. indulge on that. And now I, we go over thank to... Thank you for you. sharing. Oh. Yes. Why, thank you for your appreciation. <laughs> oh, so back to me. Yes. Going with... Another thank you song, which isn't doesn't have thank you in the title, but it's Kind and Generous by Natalie Merchant. 
Ah, la 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 la. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes, that's the chorus, which does not contain any actual words. That's probably why I remember the song. Yeah. Oh yeah, kind of generous. La la la. Yeah, I don't remember how the chorus went. It went like la 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 la. la. So but apparently that that was it. That is the chorus. Yeah. So you're not substituting the la la's. Yeah. You know, there that was really it. She does say kind and generous. Yes. This song I remember, it was a wedding song. Friends got married later than I did because this song was from 1998. And they used this. This was their wedding song, which I thought was really lovely. She wanted to write a song that had a universal, simple sentiment, just gratitude. And I love the song. It mm-hmm. also is very, it very kind of brings tears to my eyes sometimes, but it is very simple. Do you remember the video? I don't because that was in the 90s. That was after... Long late, after MTV was yeah. laid to rest by yeah, our generation. Exactly. Yeah, it was a circus. It was a, she was a part of a traveling circus. So she and she took on different characters, I guess, which I didn't really get the connection. Okay. But then again, I wasn't always paying attention. <laughs> but yeah, in the '90s, it was Natalie Merchant was huge. Yeah, it was all about. Yeah, all about her. Ten thousand maniacs and yeah. Well, she had left the maniacs. And yeah. That, when she embarked on her solo career, that's yeah, it really she did. took off. And it was during the the Lilith Fair time. Yes, exactly. My wife recently saw Natalie Merchant last year. Still liked her. Still good. She's not denying that she's getting older, so she's she's all gray and just, uh, <laughs> which I guess was kind of depressing for some of the people in the eye. Like, oh my God, that's Natalie Merchant. I think in the end, people would appreciate that. Sure. Oh. But yeah, so she's still she's still out there and singing songs. And I don't know, I don't know if she's putting out anything recently, but. There was, you know, like connection to yes. REM. I saw, you know, Ten Thousand Maniacs perform a couple times because they were the opening act for oh. REM. And I think I saw. I've seen Natalie perform like back in the day. She's great. She twirls around. Yeah, and does all that stuff. <laughs> Actually, fun fact: that's one of the first shows I took my daughter, my older daughter Maddie, to. We have front row tickets for the show, and it was it was like a Whoa. it was like a small show. It was it must have been '98 or something like that. That's when this was released. No, because Maddie couldn't have been 98. She she was was five years old. I couldn't find anyone else to go to the show. And so (laughs) so I took Maddie. Like at one point, I just kind of sat her up on the lip of the stage. She must have been five, six years old. She was very young. And it's funny because my friend who went before we became friends with them, but I told her that we were. We were at that show. She's like, I was at that show. I was like way up at the in the balcony. Like, oh, yeah, we were, <laughs> we were sitting in the front Way row. up in the front. Yeah. On the stage. On the stage. That's that was, fun. Yeah. Yes. When you, when you need a second, that's like, okay, let me take my kids here. Yes. <laughs> but, that's good. 
yeah, one of my early musical moments with her. But I think she has a really an impactful voice. I think she has a nice, obviously distinctive. Definitely. So my next movie, I don't even know if we could talk about this movie anymore because this guy's kind of uh, on, on the outs. Oh, no. It's a Woody Allen movie. It's, it's Hannah and Her Sisters. Oh, great film. Hannah and Her Sisters is still amazing. And it begins and ends around a family Thanksgiving dinner. That's the Thanksgiving connection. Right, of course. So there's that. And it's still super funny, despite Woody and his yes. the issues going on there. But okay, so there's this band, there's a scene where Woody and Diane Weist are at a show, at a rock show. And of course, Woody Allen does not like rock music. But they're actually in CBGBs and they're watching this band. And I had no idea who it was until I, I looked it up. And it's actually a good song. It's a Canadian band called 39 Steps. And I guess at the time they were called the 222s. They're a band and in the, in the, they sing the song Slip Into the Crowd. It's a great song, but of course Woody is, just wants nothing to do with it. And Diane Weist is, you know, she's having a little toot during the show and Woody's going crazy. <laughs> I don't remember the scene. I only saw the movie once. I want to see you like you said I'm going to your groove. I don't want to be different said I'm going to be just like you. Because I'm so bad at the city play on the radio. I'm going to dance backwards going to do just what I'm told. I mean, Diane Weiss plays like this. She's just, she's old. She's in her 40s or something, and but she still likes rock music. She's and, the hippie sister. Yes. I love songs about extraterrestrial life, don't you? <laughs> like, I just wonder how says, they got together. Not when they're <laughs> sung by extraterrestrials. <laughs> I do, uh, I, I like that one scene, and I like, I still like Hannah and her sisters. It's, again, a funny movie centered around Thanksgiving. A, I, I would like to put it on my list to see again, but I don't know that. I could swing a Woody Allen movie in my house right now. You can't watch Manhattan. Really uncomfortable to watch. But I think Hannah and her sisters would be all right. Yeah. Because I have a copy of that, too. I could watch that. Yeah. No? Yeah. No. No. So anyway, shout out to uh, 39 Steps and and their their short performance at at a CBGB's. I'm going to have to consult my Canadian music expert on 39 Steps. Okay. Yeah. John, are you listening? You better be. Also from the 80s. So there's your uh, another 80s connection. Excellent. Yes. Okay. Yay. Well. All right. Thank I, you for uh, for letting me do that. And now what do you, you got? Okay. I am totally reaching here on a Thanksgiving song, but mine was also recorded in 1989. So just under the wire. All right. You know how pumpkin pie is a traditional dessert for Thanksgiving? I've I've heard of pumpkin pie. I do. Are you uh prefer pumpkin over apple? Or where, oh where yeah, you way over apple. But no, this is I'm I'm going somewhere with this, so you got to follow okay. me. But I do right, pumpkin pie is my favorite. We'll have a pie discussion later, but go ahead. Do you well, like pumpkin pie? Are you a, first of all pie or cake? Probably cake. Okay, you? that is incorrect. But go ahead, you can continue. It's not incorrect, <laughs> and and I'm backed up here by my song. Okay. Go. So where I'm going with this is so while a pumpkin pie is the traditional Thanksgiving dessert, yes, I'm more of a chocolate cake. Kind of person. Okay. So I'm getting in my crowded you house. But you don't. You don't have. Do you have chocolate cake on Thanksgiving? I always make a chocolate. A, a chocolate something. Sometimes it's a chocolate pie just to appease the pie people. 
thank you. So if you invite me over, you know, make sure you have that ch- chocolate pie. Oh, okay, so. So you prefer chocolate pie to pumpkin? No, no, pumpkin pie, easily. Okay. I prefer chocolate cake to pumpkin pie. Okay. But pumpkin pie, you got to have a little. And I make one of those too. Okay. Do you make your own? You don't go to Marie Callender's? Or... No, I make it. Good for you. Do you have a secret ingredient, a secret recipe? No, I look for a different one every year. Do you? Yeah, sometimes it's a pumpkin cheesecake. That's good. Yeah. Ooh, that's great. But I'm this... hungry now. <laughs> well, it is almost lunchtime. Yeah. This, so the song I chose is Chocolate Cake. Okay. From Crowded House. Yes. 1989 from Woodface. Wood, Woodface, yes. Which is also my favorite Crowded House album. Really? Yes, it is. Okay. I'll allow that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not that I'm the judge <laughs> and jury, but yes. Go ahead. Well, thank you. <laughs> and you know the song really isn't even about chocolate cake, right? Oh, now I'm disappointed. Yeah. I mean, it's a lyric in the song, obviously, but it's yes, not it, really about Yeah, it's one of their, cake. it was an actual single from the, from well, hearing this song. It was not intended as the lead single. However? However, it was ultimately released as the lead single. It was supposed to be, It's Only Natural was supposed to be the lead song. Oh, that's a great song, too. Yes. Ah. Might happen to oh, like chocolate might, cake better. This might be one of my favorite albums. I might have to. <laughs> you, I highly, highly recommend it. Okay. That was two highlies. Okay. It did better than the album Temple of Low Men in the U.S. It was thought that it might be offensive to people because of the lyrics, this song in particular. Chocolate cake? Yeah. Do you know why? Because he refers to uh, the excess of fat on your American bones. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, the lyrics, do you know, I mean, the lyrics are totally out there. Not everyone in New York with Pacey and Lloyd Webber. His trousers fall down as he bows to the queen and the crown. I don't know what tune that the orchestra played, but it went by me, sickly sentimental. Can I have another piece of chocolate cake? Tammy Baker's got a lot on her. But it's about indulging, which we love doing. That's why yes. Thanksgiving is the perfect holiday, because it's just about eating. <laughs> yeah, there That's you all. go. There's there's the connection. Yes. Just, yeah. I love to eat. I love to get fats. But just, no, it's not, <laughs> that's not even really the theme. I mean, that's in the chorus, I guess. Can I have another piece of chocolate cake? This is a, uh, another sing at the top of your lungs song for me. <laughs> Listen to Woodface. Chocolate cake is a great song. He mocks everything that's American, yes. including Andrew Lloyd Webber, who's English, but just just us going. But it was an Amer- but yeah. the American appreciation of Andrew Lloyd Webber musicals, because <laughs> apparently he had none of that. He probably he, that's probably what happened. He probably went to a, a sh- Andrew Lloyd Webber show and like I don't get this. This is horrible. Yeah. I mean, that's and what, you could see how that would happen. He's a, you know if he knows humor and just sees the humor and all. Yeah, I needed my little crowded house fix. Okay, fair enough. Give me your last one. Okay. This is not a movie, but it is a TV show. Okay. That is played every year. Trying to help you out here. Animated show. We see it every year. And it's played on Thanksgiving. Usually these cartoon characters are played during the holiday season. You see them a lot. Like peanuts? Yes. Is it Charlie Brown Thanksgiving? Yes. Oh, yeah. Of course it's a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. I was thinking of the Great Pumpkin well, and Charlie Brown of, Christmas. Of course. Well, yes. Those are good. And this is good, too. This is a good one. Yeah. Uh, it came out in 1973. Okay. So you're um, a little early for the 80s. Yeah. But it's Vince Guaraldi. Mm-hmm. You know, just that, that Thanksgiving theme. You hear the tickling of the ivories and you're like, yep, this is the peanuts. This is, I love this. 
the song, it, it makes you super nostalgic, yes. which is kind of what Thanksgiving and all the holidays are about. And it's immediately Peanuts. Uh, yeah, I know. Everyone remembers the Great Pumpkin. Dun, 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 everyone, dun, dun. The, that story's about. Everyone kind of remembers the Christmas tree, like what's going on there. Thanksgiving, I actually, I had to look it up again because I had forgotten. I don't remember. Peppermint Patty's trying to uh, put together a, the perfect Thanksgiving and inviting all her friends. But, you know, they've got other obligations and they end up putting together their own Thanksgiving uh, celebration. But there's no, you know, of course, Charlie Brown messes it up. The Peppermint Patty quote is, what's this? A piece of toast? A pretzel stick? Popcorn? What blockhead cooked all this? I don't remember this. Oh, really? And of course, it starts off with, you know, Thanksgiving. We're we're talking about football. And then, you know, Lucy's like firing up Charlie Brown. Come on, Charlie Brown. This is, we're going to do this. This is it this time. I wouldn't pull this from you on Thanksgiving of all days. It's all about football. Mm -hmm. Let's do this. And, you know, falls for it every time. And hilarity ensues. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's a very good choice. And I'm sorry I forgot about it. Yes. Once you play Vince Guaraldi, something about his piano playing, it's Oh, yes, this is amazing. Yeah. I love this. Yes. Just that light, light jazz type thing. I used to work at The Wave, and so when I hear Vince Guaraldi, we used to play that all the time. Back in the 80s, that's when it was smooth jazz, and so Vince Guaraldi got played a lot. Oh, so just a sentimental. So I hear that. Yes, Aww. there's that. But, but yeah, thank, the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving is always a wonderful treat that you should okay. sit your children down and watch it because it's history. It's pop culture history. Yeah. We have seen all the – we watch all the Charlie Brown. We watch – Great Pumpkin, we watch Do you? Christmas, yeah, but uh, Halloween. I mean, uh, Thanksgiving, I'll have to go back and... Yeah, there's not right. too many. I don't know any other Thanksgiving. Yeah. I'm sure there are that we're, that we're missing out on. But, you know, Halloween gets a few and Christmas get a lot, but uh, Thanksgiving, not too much. Yeah. They try. Right. They constantly try, I think. I'm sure Shrek yeah. has a Thanksgiving <laughs> thing. Or who knows? Right, well, this one's in the queue this year. All right, good. All right, we got a few on the queue yeah, that you're going to put right. in there. It's going to be got, a long movie I'm gonna, weekend. I'm going to give you a list. Oh, okay. Okay. Are you going to prioritize them for me? Sure. Okay. I'll be happy to. So, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to What Difference Does It Make? Yes. Thanks for being my uh, my partner in crime here with on, let's, what's the name of the show? What Difference Does It Make? Thank you, Dave. Thank you. Thank you to everyone who listens. Uh, please follow us on our social media pages. Where, where are those? You Holly? can find us on Facebook. What difference does it make? Instagram. What difference does it make? And Twitter. WDDIM podcast. Wonderful. Nicely done. Thank you very much. Okay. Until uh, next time. Until next time. Over and out. Check you later. What Difference Does It Make podcast is a proud member of Pantheon Podcasts. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hanson, Scott Barrett. 
Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Points. 